This week on Show Me Your News, Peach Blossom, Home Run Contest, and the Wii Remote Control. Cover them all in this week's rundown. The week ended with Peach's final smash, Peach Blossom, but we knew what it was already. What are the mechanics and possibilities of the attack? Why was it so disappointing? And what other updates in the future would have similar reactions? The stadium mode appears to be back as the home run contest made its dojo debut. What has been kept the same? What has changed from the Melee version? And could any of these changes be applied to other stadium modes? The Wii Remote Control Scheme was one of the two available at the For All Expo this weekend, and we found out how it works in an update. What does it get right? Just how many things are wrong with it? And is it even possible to create an alternate control scheme with it? This week on Mail Time, Havoc and its effective brawl, if I could pick a superpower, Sonic's voice actor controversy, and much more. Listen as I answer your questions you send in while I ask some back at you. This week's Brawl Viewpoint comes to us from E. Grunts and sent us around E for All coverage. We'll get the goods from him as he went to the show giving a sort of correspondent report. You'll definitely want to check it out. Masahiro Sakurai, I implore you to... Show me your news! This is Show Me Your News, a Super Smash Brothers Brawl discussion podcast. All support comes from the Smash World forums at smashboards.com and the Smash Brothers blog at www.smashbrawl.com. And now, here's your host Yoko with... What's good, Smash fans? Welcome to Show Me Your News, your weekly weekend podcasting source recapping the biggest news in anticipation of Super Smash Bros. Brawl. My name is Yoko, and I'm here this week to go over the news from the past week for you all in audio format. Today is October 21st, and this is week 16 of the podcast. Mail Time returns this week, answering your questions you've sent in for me to answer, and I'll ask some right back at you. Now, the podcast is coming at you off location this week, so please pardon any lack of quality compared to the usual. Show Me Your News is up on iTunes for your iPods to subscribe to, and you can check out Show Me Your News on the Smash Brothers blog at smashboards.com smyn. Thanks to our wonderful moderator support over at Smash World Forums. So let's get this started and kick off this week's... The Rundown. Now it's time for those updates that just didn't make the podcast cut. This week began on Monday with surprisingly a stage. Now, we haven't gotten a stage in quite a while, and it's not usually something you start off the week with. And it wasn't Norfair from the demo. That's right, it's New Pork City from Mother 3. But just take a look at it. I mean, when I first did, not only did I rub my eyes because I just woke up at 7am, but my goodness, it's intense. There's almost too much stuff here. Sakurai seems to compare the stage to Hyrule Temple, and for good reason, because looking at the character models in proportion to level, it's huge. And just as I'm writing this about an hour after I looked at the update, I realize it's supposed to be a ripoff of New York City. Funny, Mother 3 designers. Funny. 
not. So yeah, the size is definitely an issue. I personally love playing on Temple, so I'll enjoy this stage as well, but you can just see the camping and running strategies occurring. That's why this stage, above all others so far, will definitely be banned for tournament play. I don't think we even have to question that. To attempt to counter that though, there's the ultimate chimera that is a stage hazard. Sakurai even claims that if you get hit by this pink beast, it'll pretty much be a one-hit KO. It seems to spawn in different places because looking at the wide angle shots, the beast isn't really there. So hopefully he doesn't appear at the worst times. Still, it'll be a really fun stage to play, but not when something like cash is on the line. Now, we usually get a Pokeball or Assist Trophy update during the week, but aren't we lucky we got both this week. Woo-hoo. First up was Meowth in a double update on Wednesday. This famous cat Pokemon was curiously absent in Super Smash Bros. Melee after being present in Smash 64. He uses Payday, so he hits you with coins similar to the ones on his head. There's not much to it, except Meowth fanboys now have playable character hopes shot down, like Gardevoir fans who saw their beloved Pokemon in a video this week as a Pokeball. This leaves Lucario as pretty much the final hope for another Pokemon newcomer, that is, if there's another one. Then on Thursday we got word of Little Mac as an assist trophy. We had heard about this, but it was actually pretty good to see screenshots of him. Little Mac is a small boxer, and he's the star of the game Punch-Out, and can pack a wallop, as Samus stands tall over him. Yeah, he punches you, finishes with an uppercut, but again, character hopes have been dashed for this guy. I don't know if he would have made a good playable character anyway. There's really only so much you can do with fists anyway. But, oh well, the best you'll have to do is have Little Mac pound your foes for you. Now, the week ended on Friday with Peach's final smash, and it was actually an unfortunate way to end off the week. I'll explain why though shortly. The move is called Peach Blossom, and it starts by activating a frame with two poses of Peach that encompass the screen. All the characters fall asleep and for longer periods of time if you're closer to her and peaches rain from the sky, letting the princess regain health if she wishes. Or she can just charge up a smash as she stands next to a helpless foe. Ouch. So ruthless. I was hoping, wishing to see that this was part of a double update, and it wasn't. Well, why was this such a big problem? Well, as many of you know, we've already seen Peach's final smash in video form. So we really were not surprised at all about this unless you don't check the smashboards where Ari Man is generous enough to keep a sticky thread updated regarding all the brawl footage videos out there. Even still, word is probably circulated on all the demo characters' final smashes anyway before this update. So we were all left feeling a little underwhelmed. The problem is that this can still happen with other updates in the future, all because of our demo knowledge that we now have. We're aware of other final smashes, like Ike who pulls off an amazing version of Aether, or Meta Knight who swipes a foe in his cloak and delivers a huge blow, or even Zero Suit Samus, not really using a huge attack, but regaining her power suit once again. We've also learned of Norfair, a really amazing Metroid stage. Also, like assist trophy updates are exciting at all, we also know that a character from the Sin and Punishment game will also be making an appearance, and also Pokemon like Bonsly and Gardevoir will be making Pokeball appearances. So basically, Peach Blossom is a good attack for the damsel in distress, but as religious followers of the dojo, we really could have used something else in addition to the final smash to end off the week. I suppose there will be more instances like this to come in the future, but we're just going to have to do our best and pretend that we're unaware of its existence in the game until the update, and you know as well as I that that's just near impossible.
I think I'm really starting to enjoy game modes updates more and more as time goes on. Subspace Emissary, Online, Co-op, oh yeah, there have definitely been some fantastic game modes updates. Tuesday wasn't up to that caliber, but it was still no exception as we learned about how Brawl will implement the home run contest into the game. This mode originated in Melee, and if you can't really understand what the dojo update is trying to explain, allow me to try and explain that for you. 10 seconds, that's all you get. Sandbag is a pathetic little bag of, well, sand, and it's your job to clobber him and send him flying with a baseball bat. Obviously, as the law is in the Smash World, the more damage you accumulate, the further you soar. So beat on that sandbag and don't let up until you're ready to take your slugger swing. In Melee, I believe it was Yoshi's Island 64 that was unlocked once you hit the sandbag over 1300 feet in a single home run contest, and you probably got trophies for certain other distances as well. So who's to say that unlockable things won't return that stem from this mode? Because that's actually quite likely. There are four differences in the Brawl version, which Sakurai tells us we're not part of the Melee incarnation. The first is probably the biggest gameplay change in the mode, and that's that the stadium platform is protected by a shield. In Melee, it was always a major pain to be racking up the damage on the sandbag, but then having an attack hit it that would cause it to either fly hardly off the stage or slide off the platform. This would give you a result of only a few feet, or if you hit it the wrong way, it would ideally be negative feet. This was an extremely annoying bother, and it caused a great amount of restarts on my end. Now, it seemed like Sakurai has paid attention to those complaints, and with a barrier up during the 10 seconds, all sorts of combos are now possible. And this mode is actually playable for once, and it's really about time. In Super Smash Bros. Melee, the home run contest was only part of a one-player mode, but Sakurai is bringing in the multiplayer madness by announcing that two players can play together cooperatively and that there will be two-player alternating play. What's more fun than comboing the sandbag by yourself? Well, comboing it with a friend, of course. Whether it's airlying it back and forth between each other, or whatever crazy methods are created like bat dropping was for Melee, and even going head-to-head -head with a friend to see who can get the best score, this is what it's all about. Sakurai even claims himself that competition is what Stadium is all about, and it really seems like we'll not only be having fun going against our friends in normal brawls, but also in these extracurricular ones, so to speak. But what's this? Online competitions? Okay, now we're really getting spoiled. Did any of us really expect to go online with Brawl just to beat around the sandbag with a friend? Or any Stadium mode for that matter? I mean, this is just insane, but I'll take it any day of the week. Tell us what's online, Sakurai, and I think we can say on behalf of the entire Smash community that we will be happy. In the screenshot announcing this bit of news, we see that there is at least online two-player co-op for the home run contest, but I won't be surprised at all to see the alternating two-player mode be online as well. But the online news just made the entire update, and I'll tell you why. If Sakurai and his crew are implementing an online mode for the home run contest, or for that matter, any potential stadium mode, then I don't think we have to worry about the classic multiplayer mode we're accustomed to. They'll obviously be fine-tuning that at first, and then making it the best they can before they go on to worry about the online co-op for the Subspace Emissary, if that's really true or just a mistranslation from Japan's media summit, or even online stadium modes. Hopefully Brawl can set a standard for all Nintendo online games to come, because it seems like the team is really going all out. And guys, really, the delay is also going to help fine-tune the online modes, so we really should be grateful for a Nintendo game that seems to be getting this much online implementation, especially for a game franchise that has never really had online support officially before.
It's good to see the stadium mode back in full force, and I think it'd be safe to assume that the target test, or break the targets, or whatever you want to call it, will be back. And it'll be interesting to see what new stages they can come up with for those. I mean, after all, it was in the first two games, so why wouldn't it be in this one? Multi-man matches would be insane online too. Could you imagine taking down 100 computers with online co-op support? Wow. Also another fan favorite mode on the boards is Board the Platforms. And seeing how Sakurai seems to be implementing a lot of Smash 64 elements, I wouldn't be surprised to see this mode coming back either. Remember, he's making this to be a fans game, and he's going to try to include everything. Sakurai will not disappoint. Paired with the Meowth update on Wednesday was the control scheme for the Wii Remote. Sakurai wraps the update up with, No need for concern, I bet you can play it quite smoothly and simply. Maybe. How about a little mental training before the time comes when you actually control it? Well, I bet you, you can't play it smoothly because it's not as simple as you think. You'll need all the mental training in the world, or so it seems from a superficial level. Now, I have to preface this by saying I obviously haven't gone to E for All, and so I have no idea how it actually plays with the game, but from what I've heard, it's not all that easy. The most straightforward part of the scheme is the 1 and 2 buttons. The 2 button on your right is akin to the A button from the GameCube controller. This does your standard attacks, tilts, aerials, and the like. The 1 button on your left is similar to the B button, so as you can predict, this is responsible for your special attacks. It's pretty safe to say that you'll be using these two quite a lot. Notice how I left out Smash Attacks? Well, that's because with the Wii Remote Control Scheme, Smash Attacks are activated by pressing 1 and 2. This is flaw number 1. Pressing two buttons at the same time with your thumb is just an insanely stupid concept. Not only that, there is no such thing as a neutral Smash Attack. So when you combine the two buttons with a direction, you are not pressing 1, not 2, but you're pressing three buttons at the same time to pull off moves that are pretty much integral to the game. I mean, we haven't covered two buttons on the controller, and we already have a problem with this scheme. And yes, there's more. As we start moving left on the Wii Remote, the plus and minus buttons come next, as they lie dangerously close to the Wii's home button. I mean, these buttons are generally good for menu navigation and pausing for most Wii games, but are they of any use in a horizontal scheme? Absolutely not. Not in a frenetic game such as Super Smash Bros. Brawl. The minus key is programmed to be similar to Z on the GameCube controller, so it actually does have a function. You can use it to grab items in the air, so it's not that vital, but this is flaw number two. Pressing that little of a button next to two pause buttons, since plus is most likely pause, ah, don't get me started. And also, the A button on the remote is taunt. All I can say is, wow. The scheme doesn't allow for it to be anything else because it's right by the D-pad, but a big button for a flashy feature? Ridiculous, I know. On the left side of the Wii Remote, we have the B-Trigger button that performs the function of LNR with the GameCube. And this is responsible for shielding. I'm actually okay with this. Yes, the control scheme makes it very uncomfortable by using the middle finger, but what other options do you have? The fact is, there isn't a much better choice, and I'm used to using the L on the GameCube anyway. Obviously you can use the shield button in combination with other buttons to roll, spot dodge, and perform other basic defensive maneuvers. And those are still there, so I have no gripes here. But there's the D-pad. Oh dear. Now there are serious issues with this. I can't stress that enough, I'm not blaming Nintendo for this horrid control scheme. You can't make it anything else, so they did their homework in designing this. 
The sideways controller works well for games like Sonic and the Secret Rings, but it's totally inferior for Smash. Because moving a character with not an analog stick just seems wrong on so many levels. First, there's down. Yeah, yeah, you can crouch and pass through platforms, nothing new, we get it. But when you start to move left and right, you press to move and double tap to dash. You've got to be freaking kidding me. Maybe this is why general impressions are that Smash is slower, at least if you've been playing with a Wii Remote. I mean, forget dash dancing with the Wii Remote because this is just impossible and completely out of the question on a D-pad like this. Flaw number three is just glaring though. Up, to, jump. Come on, who even used this in Melee? I know, I sure didn't. Directional influence is now immensely difficult on this controller because there will be a minute lag of pressing up and then moving your thumb to move left or right or even fast falling down. If jump was assigned to an actual button separate from the D-pad, you could DI from the get-go like you used to. But this actually leads to the biggest problem. The biggest flaw, flaw number four, is that the control scheme is about impossible to rearrange. Nintendo's been plugging the fact that you can customize the controls for whatever fits your liking, but if you can think of something else reasonable for the Wii Remote Control, please tell me. It seems like you can't alter anything without something going totally out. For example, if you set the jump to the B button, where's the shield go? You can make taunt up on the D-pad and have shield be A, but then it's pretty much a royal pain to try and roll dodge. This type of control is just a bother. That's all it is, a bother. The classic controller will probably be just fine since it's so similar to the GameCube controller. Two analog sticks, an actual button to jump, bumper buttons for your shield, it'll be just fine. The GameCube controller? Well, I don't have to say anything about that, it'll be like home. At least even the nunchuck scheme has an analog stick, even though it suffers from a lack of feasible buttons. One thing is for sure, I think we can definitely say that the Wii Remote controller method will be rather disliked by the seasoned Smash player. In a week where the biggest news to come from the E4All Expo is that wave dashing as we know it is out. It's time to keep things going with the one and only That sounds like it's mail time. Here's the mail. Oh, it never fails. Oh, it makes me want to oh, wag my oh, tail. When it comes, I want to wail. Let's get our first question from Rockin. Hey, Yoko. I just want to ask you two questions. One, do you think the new physics in Brawl might get in the way of Melee's advanced technical play? And two, do you think each and every character should have their own um, fighting video thing like like Snake did and the label Snake Joins Brawl? Well, that could very well be the problem with some advanced techniques returning, huh? I mean, if we're getting Melee's engine, yeah, everything would return. But since it has been heavily, heavily hinted at that the Havoc's physics engine is being used, this could prove to be the fatal flaw with wave dashing, and that's why it's causing such a hot topic. See, Havoc supposedly is specifically effective in working with the physical interaction of objects, so I don't think we'll be seeing character model pass-throughs or anything of that sort. But is it possible that the most infamous advanced technique wave dashing goes because of it? Well, in fact, it is already gone thanks to our E4All playtesters for that tidbit. Am I disappointed? Yeah, but we're so used to Melee that it's been six years and we'll be getting something new, so I was kind of over it in a minute. But we can't say how much will actually be altered by Havoc though, cause it is, after all, just a demo. Should each character get their own intro video though? 
it'd be nice, but it's really quite unlikely. We're basing this off the two characters that have gotten such videos, and those are Snake and Sonic. And you don't need me to tell you that these are both third-party characters. I think the purpose of these videos is the surprise element that, oh wow, these aren't Nintendo characters, but they're in Brawl. And other third-party characters will probably get the same treatment, but first-party newcomers? As nice as it sounds, don't count on it. Let's get our next question from Colbusman. Hey Yoko, how's it going? Thought I'd make a little easy on you for this bail time putting in an audio format. But I'm going to give you four questions. Two of them are going to be serious, the other will be humorous. Uh, my first question is, if you could pick any superpower, what would it be? Number two, what do you think the delay was for Meta Knight's profile? Do you think Sakurai was just a little too modest? Or do you think he was a procrastinator like, well, most American society? And three, who is your idol? Who do you think just is, you just idolize this guy or girl, I guess, for everything? And lastly, we've seen proof in some places of the Havoc physics engine in Brawl with uh, the thing on the site and uh, footstool jumping and the crate, but do you, what other places do you think this could be implemented? And see you guys later, I'm out. My superpower would be super speed, hands down. And don't give me any Sonic the Hedgehog cracks, think about it. Forget flying, in the blink of an eye you're pretty much anywhere you want to be. Sign me up. Telekinesis would be pretty cool, but I think I've still got to stick with super speed. I always have, and I always will. As for Meta Knight's delay, I think we're seeing an unfortunate pattern of Sakurai being modest or humble, either way you want to look at it, with his creations. Meta Knight's character delay, Halberd's delay actually for being the first stage shown, Kirby's final smash delay, and we haven't heard any Kirby music on the dojo yet. So that could be it, but I also like to believe that Meta Knight really does have some sort of motive in the subspace cemetery, whether he's being brain controlled or not. But Sakurai's not telling, and it'll be a while before we find out. You know, I really had never thought of anyone who could be my idol until a couple years ago. And I'm a huge sports fan, so I determined that it's probably an athlete. And you know what? It just so happens to be Peyton Manning, quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts. Even though I live in Michigan, the Colts are my team, so imagine how stoked I was after last year's Super Bowl victory. Plus, he's in a lot of great commercials. You can't deny that. So yeah, definitely Peyton Manning. I think I already pretty much covered Havoc's implementation in the last question, but let's summarize quickly. I think we're going to see Havoc primarily in interactions between two objects. This would involve treating stage hazards, items, and even other characters as specific objects for the engine and implementing real-life vector physics to different interactions. Attacks would follow in logical results, collision aftermath would be mathematically supported, and even character interaction with the ground wouldn't make sense. And that's pretty much why wave dashing is gone, I bet. But we only have limited examples of Havoc's involvement, though, so it's really hard to make actual judgments at this point. And now it's time for our final question from Silver777. Hello, my name is Silver777, and this is my submission for the mail time. I'm sorry in advance about my voice, but I'm kinda sick. My question will be about Sonic the Hedgehog. Well, I was never a fan of Sonic, but uh, that's not really the point. I see a lot of people say that Ryan, uh, a lot of people's favorite voice actor of Sonic, does have a chance in voicing him in Super Smash Bros. Brawl. 
and if enough people call Nintendo requesting for Ryan to voice him, they will do it. This rumor is going strong in the Sonic fanbase, it is not a joke. I just don't know who this, how this stuff starts anyway, and uh, who is the ones who said that Nintendo will hire Ryan if enough of people are requesting him, especially since Sega has the 4Kiss cast license. I don't know if this is just a kind of prank or something, but since this is a Nintendo game, not Sega's, I guess it is a possibility. What do you think of this? Ah, this question really intrigues me, but allow me to give some background for those unaware of this situation. Ryan Drummond is the original voice of Sonic the Hedgehog in video games, starting in around Sonic Adventure for the Sega Dreamcast. Right around Shadow the Hedgehog for the GameCube, though, Sega began to use the voice actors from the four kids-supported anime, Sonic X. This involved hiring Jason Griffith as the new video game voice of Sonic the Hedgehog, and it really hasn't been the same since. Don't even get me started on the abomination that is four kids, that's another rant for another time. The fact is that the rumor in which Silver's referring to is also spreading around rampantly on YouTube, so if you actually want to call this phone number telling Nintendo that you want Ryan Drummond back as Sonic's voice for at least Brawl, it's on several videos there. But do I buy it? I actually don't really. It's not that I have a problem with the voice, it doesn't make that much difference to me, but you have to think about things on a business end. I don't think it's very likely that they've already put studio time in with Jason Griffith and given him his check for his work just to say in a bit, little bit that, oh, you're being dropped from this project. No, 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 it's not that easy, or at least it shouldn't be. So while I'm all for Sonic's SA2B voice, the work has been done for Jason Griffith to be in the game. And why would Nintendo change all of that when there's so much more important issues at stake? That's right, they really shouldn't. So what superpower would you like? Who's your idol? And do you have an impression on Sonic's voice? You know, let me know back in the thread, because I'll be interested to hear what you have to say. And that does it for this week's Mail Time. It's time to get ready for this week's... Brawl Viewpoint. This week's Brawl Viewpoint comes to us from E. Grunts. He went to the e for all Expo and typed up a lengthy report for Show Me Your News. So let's hear what Egrunts wrote regarding e for all This is Egrunts. I will be talking about the event which took place on October 18th, 2007, the e for all Expo. I've got a lot to share with you all, so please enjoy. e for all was definitely, most definitely, the highlight of my year. There, just being there with tons of other Smash fans was an ultimate experience, one that I'd like to have more often. Let me tell you that before the doors for public guests opened, a security guard came out and told us some basic information. He said that the most popular booth was predicted to be Nintendo, Brawl's booth to be more specific. He told us all to walk in in an orderly fashion and follow the black carpet and not to run. Well, you can only guess what happened next. The doors opened and everyone started running. Even my mom was pushing through the crowd. That right there started the day off beautifully, as I ran past the other booths laughing along the way. But now then, on to business. Most of you are interested to hear which advanced techniques have been tested and discovered, I'll get to that later. Right now I want to share some things basic about the game. I'll start off with saying that the game was really, really fun. The general feel of the game was sort of like a mix between the previous two. Its speed shares from melee, and the floatiness of characters was relative to SSB64. 
Out of all the characters to choose from the demo, my personal favorite to play as was Link. If you want more info on Link specifically, then check out the thread I made titled E4All Expo Report, Link, in the Brawl Character Discussion, placed in the Link subform, of course. You might get other opinions as to favorite characters, such as the ever-so-noob-friendly Meta Knight, but something about Link had me hooked. He is simply quicker and slightly stronger than he was in Melee, which is what I think everyone could agree on as being an improvement. I played it as other characters as well, such as Donkey Kong, Diddy Kong, Fox, and Bowser. Unfortunately, I didn't have enough time to get in-depth details on those characters, so you have to check around reports from other members for more info, such as Gimpy Fish's report, which is stickied. Next, I'll go over Final Smashes. It was simply amazing to sit in the stands with other members and cheer wildly as the player obtained and activated a Final Smash. That was half the fun, sitting in the crowd. Most of you are interested in knowing Ike's Final Smash, so I'll discuss his first. It is very similar to Link's Final Smash. First, Ike throws an opponent towards the upper part of the screen, next he beats him with his sword a little, and then finally delivers a final blow which forces the opponent towards the ground, which afterwards forces the opponent back up for a star KO. But alas, no slow motion effect is involved. I love Link. Meta Knight's Final Smash is simple, sort of weak and yet cool all at the same time. First he hides his face with his cloak, which blackens the entire screen. Then out of nowhere you see a blue slash appear, and not to your surprise, you see a random character sent flying. Now Zero Suit Samus' final smash I haven't actually seen, but I've heard that all it does is grant her armor back. Sorta of lame, if you ask me. But now I'll discuss some of the items I've seen. First I want to bring up some Pokeball Pokemon, the first being Latios and Latias. When you summon these two, only one is shown coming out of the Pokeball, so then either Latios or Latias then leaves the screen, and both of them will return, dashing across the screen multiple times, completely dominating your enemies. Now this is no joke when I say this, Latios and Latias are the most powerful Pokeball Pokemon I have seen yet. They sure did help me win a couple matches or two. One of the other Pokemon I summoned was Deoxys. He does exactly what the dojo shows, the only difference being he's not as powerful as Sakurai made him seem. Plus his laser isn't very wide, and he stays in one spot while performing it all. I really haven't summoned much more Pokemon than that, although I've gotten Goldeen at least 13 times or so. Second, I'll share some assist trophies I've summoned. Unfortunately, most of the assist trophies I've come upon were ones already shown on the dojo. The only new assist trophy I've seen was some girl dressed in a yellow-like ninja suit that looks very similar to Lara Croft. Yeah, I'll need some help on identifying that one. Some assist trophies such as Samurai Goro and Andros were tough as hell to dodge, but that made it part of the fun. And finally, the loner items. You know, the ones that don't fall under their own subsection of the dojo? Yeah, those ones. The lightning bolt from Mario Kart was used a couple times, and you can only imagine what it does. That's right, all the other characters turn into mini for a few seconds. It's like the poison mushroom, right? Well, despite the fact that this actually helps you. And that's all the items I have to share. I'm sure there are other E4All reports that share some other item discoveries in case you're interested, so go ahead and hunt them down. Now, the advanced techniques. I'll just cover some of the basics. If you want more information, check out Gimpy Fish's Stickied thread. He has a lot more information than I have with advanced techniques. Wave dashing is out. Yep, the air dodge has been nerfed slightly. So now you can no longer choose in which direction you air dodge. You have to build momentum first, then go with the flow. What's neat is that you can even jump after air dodging, so that's something cool. Wave landing, from my knowledge, is still in. It's not as effective as Melee's version, but you can still pull it off. The short hop is still in, as well as the fast fall. The only thing we need now is the L cancel. I've tried, folks, I really did. But there doesn't seem to be an L canceling ability. As others have theorized, though, maybe they set moves to auto cancel to make things more fair for all players. 
If not, then really there's almost no need for L canceling. Each attack recovers pretty quickly. Meteors are still in. However, no one's thoroughly tested meteor cancels. Directional influence seems a lot more important in this game. It really does make a difference if you DI or not, so to all ye noobs, start practicing your DI game. And also there seems to be a new technique, the first one to be discovered, the ink drop. Don't have too much info on that, so go check Gimpy's thread. And again, for some other advanced techniques such as jump out of the shield, etc., check out Gimpy's thread, which I'm sure most of you already have. Lastly, I'll talk about some of the stages, but I won't get in discussion about being tourney banned or not, because quite frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. During the entire convention, I always chose random when selecting the stage, so I didn't get to try out all the stages this way, but it made it all the more enjoyable. Nordfair was surprisingly fun. The lava indeed rises from the bottom, sides, and from behind you. When coming from behind, there's almost no escape except for a single platform of shelter, and that locks itself quickly. So you want to get in there fast, or you're screwed. Well, either way you're screwed. If you get locked out, you get owned by the lava, but if you get in the shelter, you're vulnerable to massive damage since the ceiling is so short, and since the platform itself could barely fit four players. An extra thing I noticed about the stage was that all platforms have grabbable ledges. Neat, huh? The Halberd was an enjoyable stage as well. As most of you would expect, it starts in the hangar, but then slowly makes its way to land on the Halberd itself. When on the Halberd, you're exposed to some stage hazards, such as some bombs and a one-of-a-kind laser cannon. Although these stage hazards are bothersome, they really don't apply that much damage or knockback. Also, something I've noticed about the stage is that the main platform can be jumped through from underneath. Think like DK Jungle 64. As an easter egg, I'll just tell you all some already known informations. Those hosts are damn annoying. Where are you from, Evan? Hemet. Hi, Matt. Hemet. Hemet? H-E-M-E-T. Oh, Hemet. Amen. And of course, there's a lot more info from the demo that I've already shared with you all. But you'll just have to lurk around the boards for some more. For any more questions, feel free to PM me, or you can get my MSN address for a more detailed discussion. Thanks for listening, everyone. Awesome job, Grunts. I bet a lot of us can say that you were lucky to go to the expo, but at the same time, we're very glad that you could report your findings to us. That'll do it for this week's... Brawl Viewpoint. Would you like to hear your brawl opinions and views played here on Show Me Your News? Send a WAVE, MP3, or a WMA file with you discussing a topic of your choosing to dojopodcast at gmail.com. That's D-O-J-O-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. And you may hear your voice and rant featured and heard as the next Brawl Viewpoint. You may also get your views heard by sending your discussion in text format to D-O-J-O-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com to have Yoko read your opinions on the air. Suggested length for discussion is roughly 1.5 to 2 pages in length, single-spaced. Submissions will be taken through the Friday before the episode's premiere. And that's all for this week's episode of Show Me News. I'd like to personally thank E. Grunts for sending in his Brawl Viewpoint, and to Rockin, Colbusman, and Silver777 for contributing to Mail Time. Roundtables next week, I'm going to try getting those trials up when I can, so make sure you go vote for them and help decide who will join Samurai Panda 9 next week. And make sure to send in a question for us. I'm also always in need of your Brawl Viewpoint, so please don't be afraid to send them on in either. My name is Yoko, and you can either post on the Show Me News topic and general brawl discussion, private message me, or email me at dojopodcast at gmail.com for feedback and suggestions for next time. Next week, like every week, I'll go over the week that was on smashbros.com. 
I think we all want a new character this upcoming week. I know it was E for All this week, but after two great weeks, this week was a little bit of a letdown. When is Captain Falcon going to come back? It has been a while since the veteran has been confirmed anyway. And with that, I'm Yoko, and I'm out. This has been Show Me Your News, your weekly weekend podcasting source to capture the biggest news in anticipation of Super Smash Bros. Brawl. All support comes from Smash Bros. Forums at smashboards.com and Smash Bros. Brawl at www.smashbrawl.com. This week's shout-out goes to Gimpy Fish. His reporting from e all has just been stellar. Check out his sticky thread for his reports and for a wave file that has him talking about his findings as well. Thanks so much, Gimpy Fish. Show me a new! Sorry for whoever did that. That was just hilarious as all hell. <laughs> Happy New Year! <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <Lord. laughs> it's not New Year's Eve in New York City, people. Right. So dumb, so dumb. I can't believe she called uh, Pikachu Pichu at first. Like, no, Pichu! Pichu, look out! Pikachu! <laughs> And then she got, in that same video, she got crazy excited for Pit recovering or whatever. Yeah. Oh, my God. Dang, Sam, this is kicking some butt. <laughs> <laughs> that was another one. Oh, my God. You hear her in different videos, too. So, like, she's always there. They're always there, haunting your dreams and nightmares. Because they're demonic. Even if it's a different match, like, not the one that's on camera. So oh, yeah. a different one, because she's, like, she's referencing characters that aren't in the current one. Still, you did. It's still, press one, press one! Get the ball, get the ball, get the ball! <laughs> I was like, okay, it's gonna, the 40 seconds, it's gonna be coming. Like when, like, the Smash Ball, it's gonna show up. It's like, okay, like, we don't know. This game is over! <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year! Of course. Pikachu! <laughs> <laughs>